Another episode of the Bench Mob ENT. We got the full crew tonight on a very packed sports night. We're doing this live while the draft is going on, while playoffs is going on, playoff basketball. How are y'all doing tonight, fellas? We got Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, the Bates, your mother since mayor's in the building. How are you doing? I'm doing good. In real time, I just got the best uh, edge rusher in the draft, and I got the best old lineman in the draft. So I'm feeling good. Giants football better be back up. So I'm feeling real good. CJ. Overtime money bags. How you doing? Good, man. Wait to see who these Bengals going to pick, but it's going to take another hour and a half for us to pick. Hey, you know when, you draft, good, when you good, you making it to the Super Bowl, you know you ain't getting a high pick. So, yeah, a good thing. And Miles Davenport, how are you doing? Doing good, man. I don't, I don't got much to say. I'm feeling real saucy today. Ah. Yeah, he's saucy. He's saucy, man. Uh, saucy Santana. What's that dude's name? Saucy Santana? <laughs> I thought that was your cousin. Why are you talking about him? Like that? <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to start off with these NBA playoffs. Uh, we got to, of course, touch on it. Of course, the people were asking. They wanted to hear our opinion on it, especially specifically Greg. They wanted to hear the Nets. Being swept, what was your initial takes on this, Greg, when you was watching this live, when you saw the Nets is no more, not one playoff win, man, no second round, nothing? I would be a bad podcaster if I jumped into this uh, this subject without telling you guys that A.J. Brown uh, was just traded to the Eagles. Oh, shoot. So enjoy. Y'all can call me Woj or something or Shimes or something like that, but – that's, what, that's, what's happening. that's what's happening right now. So I just I, I just saw it. My eyes got larger, larger than life because now we got to draft a cornerback. But um, pause, 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 pause. I can't even move on. I can't oh go my back God. To what does this mean? What does this mean for the Eagles? And what does it mean for the NFC East now that A.J. Brown is with Jalen Hurts? It means that Jalen Hurts. the Eagles life. could be the favorite. The Eagles could be the favorite in this division. Yes, yes, they, I, they probably they are at this point. But I think that it means it means more for Jalen Hurts because there's a lot of pressure on him now. Now he can't be mid. Jalen Hurts can no longer be mid. He can no longer be average. He can't be yeah. pedestrian out there. He's got to be really good. They put a lot of equi- a lot of um, tools and and resources into making sure that he's successful. I think they took a receiver in the draft too. Did they not already? At this nah. point, not, they didn't. They traded who? The Eagles. The Eagles, they didn't take a receiver at that point? They took a lineman. They took Davis. Jordan Davis. 
who who very well may be on the move for all we know at this point. But nah, he, he's here to stay. He's here but, to stay. In all seriousness, though, I mean, Jalen Hurts has to has to respond. Jalen, it's a it's a move where they're like, okay, we're investing in you. So if you're not good, man, it, it's not, it's it's put up or shut up time. You know, it's funny. It's like him and J- him and Daniel Jones are in the same situation. Just put up or shut up time. So, but they, yeah. they're the favorite though. They have a great online, great run game. They have a very, they have a good defense, good enough. They're they're pretty good. They're solid defensively, not scary, but they're solid. But offensively, they have a chance to be special if Jalen Hurts takes the next step. So it's about him. But that's that's my thoughts on it in real time. I don't know about y'all. What y'all think? I mean, I think with how they run game was going last year, and you had AJ Brown to the mix now. I don't see where Jalen Hurts isn't successful this season. I can't right. see where he's not. Like again, like you said, if he isn't then that's damning on him and they have no choice to let him go at that point. But with AJ Brown in the mix and they already run game that was literally top in the league last year. That's a, that is the equation for success right there. In a week, in a week division at that too. Yup. Right, man. They're doing everything to tell him, look, we're giving you, we're giving you all the tools for you to be successful this year. We invested in an offensive lineman to get you some protection. Now we just went out and got a top top ten wide receiver. Like you, you got no excuses, and you got Devonte uh, Smith going into his second year after he played well last year too. Like chemistry is already there. They'll have to develop chemistry with with AJ Brown, and hopefully he can stay healthy. But I mean, you're getting a dog in AJ Brown, thousand yard receiver. He's got he's got to deliver. Only 24, too. So that could be something built for the future. Of course, they're going to have to give him that new contract that he wants, but still, 24 years old with a a young Jalen Hurts, and you got Devontae Smith in the mix, and maybe, maybe now Jalen Rieger could get busy because he's not going to be the main focal point. main guy, yeah. Uh, I was was saying he's out of there. Who? Rieger? Yeah. Who cares? Whatever. He has a lot of of drop (laughs) issues. No one cares. Yo, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I just thought about this. I don't, if I'm AJ Brown, I'm not even, I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm probably like, well, I'm leaving Tannehill and he's mid, but I'm also going to Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts, who's also been mid. So can I catch a break? Can he's I get a, he's a better mid. He's who's a better, better mid than Tannehill. You, th- you think he's better than Tannehill? I don't think, I don't think he's proven that. In yeah, his but time he, can in create, he can create on the run and, and he can, he can do things that Tannehill can't to, to essentially buy yeah. time. Where, where's this? Where, where's the film? Where's the game? Y'all been watching? I want to see it. God, I, I don't. I haven't seen Hurts. I've watched Hurts a lot, being in my division, and that guy is not that good. I mean, he looks cool in a jersey and everything. He can run. He, he looks cool, but he ain't. He ain't that good. He ain't that good. He is not. Yeah, we compare like, a, a second years. year. We comparing a second year guy to a guy who's been in the league like what ten years now. Yeah, but that's what you have to do. I'm, I'm, I'm comparing him to the guy that he's coming from. He just played with Tannehill. Tannehill had some good seasons with him. He got some, and he got him the football. Is Hurts going to deliver the football to this guy? And is, is it going to work out? He's got Devonta Smith and him. Is it going to work? Is he that good? I have serious I mean, concerns about Hurts. I don't. I don't know. He'll, he'll both- be able to. He'll be able to deliver for for a few reasons. And, and one, AJ Brown is is going to draw coverage. Right. He's he's still a dominant and a threat at receiver. He's fast. He can beat you downfield. And that's just only going to benefit Jalen Hurst and uh, Smith's relationship on the outside. But essentially, too, like if I'm if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm hyped about this, too, because as uh, A.J. Brown's drawing receivers down the field, this gives me opportunities to use my legs more and take off and run. I mean, 
well, we know you can do that. I guess my question is, are you going to be accurate with the ball where it has to be with these guys? Because I've, I've seen him struggle. I mean, he threw four, like four picks against the Giants last season. I've seen him really struggle in the playoff game against the, the Bucks, And I know that was a tough situation, but he ain't look particularly that good. I'm just saying, I mean, look, the guy – the guy has all the swag in the world. That's cool, but I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, so I, for all the stuff people talk about Daniel Jones in this division, there's a, just just as many questions about Jalen Hurts. That's he hasn't true. proven, any, he hasn't proven any, to anybody that he's a franchise quarterback at this point. Hey, on, the side, on the flip side, on the flip side, on the flip side with Tennessee. What did he say? <laughs> on the flip side with Tennessee. So you just got rid of your starting wide receiver. You got Robert Woods there who's coming off an injury, what is Tennessee doing now on the wide receiver aspect? Because they're still supposed to be competing in that division, and you got Derrick Henry coming back. You have no A.J. Brown now. Wide receivers are a dime a dozen, so I think they'll draft one late in the draft. Uh, Sky Moore or something like that. They'll find somebody. Wide receivers are a dime a dozen. Seriously. If you don't want to pay a wide receiver, there's never been a better time in football history to not want to pay a wide receiver because – all these guys who come out of college, whether you go to the, a D3, a Mac school, wherever you come from, these guys know how to play, know how to play the position. Is That position so so just evolved, and, and, and we're, at, we're at a great place with that position right now in terms of the skill level that you can let a Tyreek Hill go and draft a guy like Jameson Williams and be high, like, or find somebody, some, find some speedy dude who, from, from a Juco. Like, seriously, it's just the position is just that good. It's just that good now, so I think they'll be okay. Yeah, but you don't even have to go like search that like to, to your point, Greg. You don't even have to like take it that far to, to look at a JUCO or someone from that sense. I mean, look at a guy like T. Higgins, right? What he's been able to do this year, second round pick. Tyler Boyd, second round pick. Chad Johnson back in the day was a second round pick. Like you can find good wide receivers. Hunter Renfro, look at what he's doing for the Raiders. He was not a first round pick. Like these people are there. You just gotta, you know, let them get busy and, and let them show you what they can do in training camp. And those are the guys essentially that that want it more and want to prove to everybody why they belong. Trayvon Walker, number one overall pick. What's your thoughts on him being picked? We were saying for not us specifically, but it was rumored for months. Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson. Trayvon Walker goes number one. Miles, I know, has some thoughts on it, saying it's a win-win for them regardless. I mean, I think it could blow up in their face. That's the thing. It's a, it's a gamble that I mean, as a, as a team like the Jaguars, you, you can take a gamble like this on a skill set like that. A pass rusher that big, that fast, who can move like that. If you can teach him some moves, I mean, the sky's the limit for this kid. So I think they saw, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson, he's been the guy for most of this time. But Trayvon Walker, if – if we can get this guy going, because you team him with Josh Allen off the edge, that's a nasty pass rush you got right there. So that's one step with this team. Now they got to improve the offensive line. So, but I like the pick. I like the pick a lot. It's a pick made by measurables. They might really regret not picking Gaden Hutchinson. I don't know, man. Something about those white pass rushers like J.J. Watt and them dudes, they just seem to work out real well. So I don't know. I, I feel like passing up on him, they might rude this day. They might really rude this day, uh, not picking Aiden Hutchinson. He, he, you know, but in all seriousness, I mean, I, I don't know much about Trayvon Walker. I, I've seen I've seen the number. I've seen the measurables. I think that they said Aiden Hutchinson had a, had a better three cone than him. Better, just tested better from an agility standpoint, short agility and quickness. 
So it's up in the air for real. That might be a move that either we look back at and say you're a genius. And by the way, it isn't like Tread Balky's known for being a genius per se. And that's not really his bag. Okay. He's been let go. Okay. From San Fran. Okay. It hasn't always worked out in his, in his, in his, um, in his favor here with these kinds of decisions. So I don't know, man. I mean, I, I have a bad feeling about it, but it's mainly because it's the Jaguars. Okay. Like you kind of are who you are. Like, you know, you're the Jaguars. Like you, you're kind of supposed to mess this up. So I, I kind of expect it quite honest, but, but um, on, on paper, it's a great, it's a great pick in sense of like the guys. I mean, he, he's the ceiling's point. The ceiling is the roof. What would Michael Jordan say? The ceiling's the roof. Like that's what it is. Like he's, he's, he's incredible. Like he, he's, he has a real good chance to be, a great player and elevate his game long-term, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think that Aiden Hutchinson is going to go to Detroit and be really good, really fast. And if Trayvon Walker isn't good, really good, really fast, then it's going to be something we're talking about for a long time. And uh, we're not going to let this one go. <laughs> Miles, how are you feeling about Sauce Gardner, New York Jets, Sauce Gardner? Is that the pick that you wanted right there at number four? I did. Yeah. I think corner was a big issue that we had last year. Like we maybe had two picks all season, which is awful. Like if you're not making plays on the ball, then the defense is out there a lot longer, which the offense is cold that way. Defense gets tired. So we need more playmakers on defense. So this just added the best playmaker on defense in the draft. And we're going to go from there. Like, I, I like this kid. He's 6'3". He can man coverage, zone coverage, whatever you want, he's doing it. And in this division, we kind of have, you know, an uphill battle with these receivers we're going against. We've got Tyreek Hill now. We've got uh, Steph Diggs. Uh, who else is in this division? I'm trying to think. We got it, – it's a lot of receivers that we got to battle. in the too. Waddle too. So yeah. I mean we need we need secondary help. Otherwise, some of these teams are gonna wax us. So nigga, we need that. <laughs> <laughs> you always do that, bro. Every time about the <laughs> well, he will have it. As soon as we right when he say record. <laughs> I said nigga, you need yeah. that from Baylor. <laughs> we picking it back up. We picking it back up to where we left off. We had some technical difficulties for those that end up seeing this, bro. We in Jersey. It's mad. It's mad windy over here. So no tone it's- having technical difficulties. <laughs> you see that, right? I hope y'all when y'all see this, we're supposed to be a team. They joke a point and said, "Just me." We see what <laughs> we see what he do in the press conference. We all lose by twenty five. He like, nah, I did my part. I had eight catches. Facts. <laughs> Greg. I already know you were feeling some type of way. Giants back to the Super Bowl with y'all draft picks. How how are you feeling with these back to back draft picks for y'all? I, I don't think I don't see how if you're a Giants fan, you you don't feel good about what happened tonight. It's the best case scenario. You got the best pass rusher in the draft, you got the best old lineman in the draft. Now I'm just saying that because they're on my team. I mean, literally, arguably, arguably, there's a case for both of them. Kayvon Thibodeau was that that dude from the time he came out of high school to from the time he got to Oregon. You know, there were questions of all the questions about Kayvon Thibodeau were never about the football ability. They were about the about his attitude off the field. And, you know, was football the most important thing to him? You know, the old, you know, the old scouts and they'll ask those kind of questions, all that stuff, the typical stuff. But in terms of football ability, 
has been unquestioned. He is the most, from everyone, from everything I've read, the most technically sound pass rusher in the class uh, and has the, uh, the upside to be the best pass rusher in this class, better than Trayvon Walker, which again is why I'm worried about that Jaguars pick. But regardless, I'm really excited about it. This guy, we haven't had a great pass rusher here in New York for a long time. I think the last good one was, great one was Pierre Paul. Um, and he's moved on to go play with Brady and those guys down there. But, you know, I, I'm really excited about that. And then obviously Evan Neal, what he does, he, we have two bookend tackles now. We got attack, we got Thomas, we got him. You know, the line solidified. Now Daniel Jones is time for him to put up a shut up. And hopefully D puts up and plays great. And we, we I see, we see what I've seen, what I have, what I see in Daniel Jones, what I've seen in him for a long time. But I hope that he, he plays up to, he plays up to who I think he can be with these, with these tackles. Um, but you know, if he doesn't, it's all right too, because you know, we got these, we got these guys coming out the, coming out the draft to next year. They're going to be real talented and we'll have a chance at them too. But I think the line won't be a problem, uh, moving forward. And I'm excited about that. So that shout out to Joe Shane, did his thing. Joe Shane held it down. He, he, he's fixing all of Gettleman's wrongs in one draft. That's huge. Great draft for the New York Giants. A plus, A plus. <laughs> so this draft so far, we've seen heavy, heavily drafted O-linemen couple D linemen and a lot of wide receivers, Drake London, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, and Traylon Burks. Which of these wide receivers y'all think is actually primed to actually make an impact this season coming in to this season on their respective teams? Garrett Wilson. I'm talking, that's my boy right there. He's coming in. We making moves, dog. That's all I gotta say. I don't have much to say. I'm I'm speechless right now. We we killed the draft. Bengals haven't picked yet. It's a great day. It's a great day. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The what the Bengals? Yeah, yeah. What, what the Bengals got to do? If anything, the reason the Bengals ain't have, haven't picked yet is because they're in a unique position. That's actually really good for them. You know, this is the first year in a long, long time where we not sitting here in the top ten stressing about if hey, that wasn't that wasn't a available. segue for you to plug your team. That was nah, I'm gonna plug my team right now though. I'm gonna plug my team the best receiver. Listen, listen, I'm gonna plug my team right now though. Because you over here you want to call us out. So let me talk on them. But now nah, we in a unique position where you know this is the first time in a long time where we're not worrying if our man's gonna be on the board that we need in, in the top 10. We're not worrying if we're gonna get that guy that's gonna change our, our franchise and allow us to be a lot better than we were, you know. We we fixed our offensive line issues in free agency when we got Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Leo Collins, and, and now we can either take another lineman to add depth or we can, you know, go the defensive back route because we signed Eli Apple to a one-year deal, and we all know that he's not the long-term solution. So we can either go safety with Jesse Bates being franchise tagged this year. We don't know if we're going to have him next year. Von Bell is going into the last year of his contract as well. So adding a safety would probably be our best bet due to the fact that we could lose both of our safeties next year. So uh, happy for my man, Sauce Gardner, going going to the Jets, though, from Cincinnati. But uh, y'all definitely got a good one there. But I agree with Miles, Garrett Wilson, for sure, um, or Chris Olave. But but Garrett Wilson, just due to the fact that this guy's a playmaker, he, he's not afraid to, to go up and get the ball. He's not afraid to take contact. And he's just electric. He can create separation uh, with the ball. He can get yards after catch. Like, he's just a dog. We go yes, through, I would right? say Garrett Wilson, but I'm concerned. I have concerns about Zach Wilson's ability to complete a, a, a screen pass. That was right. like the first two weeks of the season. <laughs> no, it was not no two weeks. You lied. 
What? That was not two you got, weeks. You didn't. You didn't watch any of the games. The yes, second I half of the season. Unfortunately, I did. You guys, you guys show up a lot on my TV because we're in the New York metropolitan area. So I did watch a fair amount of your games, and I did see him struggle on basic in the, the metropolitan basic area. Okay, but it's all right. He's he's Garrett Wilson's good. Let's hope Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson uh, holds up his end of the bargain and gets. Well, he's football. got better options to throw to now. He doesn't have. He doesn't have to throw to like childish Gambino and all these bums that are running routes for him. <laughs> I couldn't even name you some of the guys that were playing receiver at the end because everybody was hurt. So I think if everybody stays healthy, we can see the real Zach Wilson. But no, no more of these these bums. You no, know, said he was throwing the people from Atlanta. <laughs> childish Gambino, Donald, Braxton Berrios. He's nice. He's actually nice. He's nice. He's he's just gonna be like the fourth option on this team. Last year he was one of the top like two or three options at one point. This year well, I don't know, man. Don't 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 underestimate the power of the white man to white man connection. The white QB to white wide receiver connection that is strong. That jump runs deep, and that boy from Utah too. He throwing that. He's slinging that thing to that white boy all crazy. That man Braxton about to get hella catches. And you shouldn't be because of that connection alone. They got Mormon ties. A lot of ties, a lot of ties. Yo, speaking of quarterbacks, man, so we in this first round still, still going on. We all was thinking possibly, well, outside of Chris, Chris called it, Malik Willis possibly to the Steelers, and they drafted Kenny Pickett. Y'all think that's the right pick for the Steelers? And where do y'all see Malik Willis possibly getting drafted now? I feel like it was a forced pick in a way because – I mean, one, if you got quarterbacks going as early as 20 in a draft, then clearly the class is not that strong. So I don't know if they should have taken a quarterback now. They got Trubisky for the next two years. So why reach for a mid quarterback when you could wait till next year or the year after that and get a, a much better quarterback? I don't, I don't know. Because now they're locked in to Kenny Pickett. Like he's got to play – QB at some point. Otherwise, you got a, a Jordan Love situation. Let's play devil's advocate real quick. If the Steelers don't draft the quarterback now, they're they're not going to be bad enough to be in the running for QB next year. So what do you do? You're just going to draft another average guy next year? Like, I mean, you could trade up, sure. But trading up is not easy, as easy as it makes it sound. It's not, you know? So don't you have to take as many swings at the position as you can until you find that guy? Not necessarily. You don't want to – what? The Cardinals where you take Josh Rosen one year and then you're so bad that you get the number one pick next year, which I don't see the Steelers ever being that, but I didn't think this was the draft to to take a gamble like that. Oh, Pickett, Pickett has some pros. I mean, look, I was, joking, I was just joking off air about Pickett, I know. But in all seriousness, Pickett, Pickett has some real, like, pro – Pro, like things that are really going to translate to the pros. Okay, he's 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 accurate. He's got great timing with the football. He's savvy. He gets outside the the pocket. He makes guys miss. He threw for 40, 42 touchdowns last year. Um, like again, like he does a lot of these things well. I, I don't know why you don't take a chance on him. He was already in Pittsburgh. He proved he can play in the cold weather with his size five hands. It it, it didn't seem to matter when he was slinging the ball through the air, like last year and, and, and through the cold air and ripping the ball there. So. I think I think the the University of Pittsburgh is like literally two two three miles away from uh, Heinz Field. So again, it's a nice move in the sense that it's 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 something you know he can play in the cold weather. You know he's gonna hold up. 
And if it works out, you look like a genius because he fell to 20. So it's a value move, right? That could be Kevin Colbert's last gift to these guys. I think it's his last year as a GM. It could be his last gift to these guys for one his, one his, 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 his departing gift. So we'll see. They better hope Malik Wilson go out there and tear the world up wherever he lands because uh, he may not even go to go in the first round with the way this thing is looking. But so, Chris, you tell me, where do you think possibly Malik Willis could land? What team will he fit on? Being that looking at this point, none who's of the teams left, none of the teams left in this first round really need a quarterback. Who, who's coming up right now? So we got the Bills, the Bills still left. It's Bills, Cowboys, Ravens, Titans, Bucks, Packers, your Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, all like you said, all those teams really, really don't need a quarterback. The Titans could use one. The, the, the Titans could use one, but but will they? Didn't they didn't they just pay Tannehill a few years ago? What I mean, if, if he's not good, he's not good. Yeah, but again, the NFL, there's, there's outs in every contract. You can get Facts. out of the contract. That's Facts. fair. I mean, the Titans probably are only the, the realistic option. But hold up. Before we talk about Willis real quick, I want to remind Greg what he said on October 30th, 2021. They went to the since, since since a few minutes ago, I wish it was because we, we was off the we was off the record. We weren't recording when Greg was talking all this slander. I don't think we were recording when he was talking slander on, on Kenny Pickett, talking about he not even nice. You know, I only supported him because he's from Jersey. But the text message that Gregory had sent on October thirtieth was, "By the way, Kenny Pickett is the best quarterback I've ever seen in college all year." Okay. You recall saying that? So I'm the so I'm the smart guy. You saw me ask me. No, 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 I called it, and then the NFL really played out right before your eyes, and here it is. That's what you're telling me. I was just talking to nonsense. I, like I said, here I like to talk my you-know-what. I like to talk my you-know-what. I like to talk crazy from time to time, and everybody knows that. Anyone listening to this podcast knows that, and people either love me or they hate me for it. But in all seriousness, in all seriousness, though, like with Kenny Pickett, I saw a lot of pro-like pro traits with him, and it's not – He's not the biggest arm in the world. He's not the fastest guy in the world. Cool, whatever. He's not, he's not a Corvette. He's not, he's not a Corvette, but he's, that dude is, he's reliable. He's reliable. I don't know what's a nice car. A Toyota, he's a Toyota. They're never going to break down. Uh, yeah, Honda, bro. yeah, Honda. Hondas are way better than Toyotas. But at, at, at the end, I agree with you. At the end of the day, he's, he's definitely a reliable. He, he, can, he can make the throws. He, he, and the thing I like about him too is like, he's not the best mobile quarterback, but at the end of the day, you're getting someone that's mobile. It's an upgrade from Big Ben. He can move. He can, you know, evade, evade pressure. And at the end of the day, too, like, I really think it comes down to the comfortability aspect of, of it for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was already in Pittsburgh. They probably got to evaluate him a lot more than they did any other quarterback. So they felt comfortable making this pick over Malik Willis. Well, I hope that wasn't the, the reasoning because that's not good enough reason. You're, you're an NFL football football team. You have, the, you have the resources to send your guys to Yugoslavia if there's a quarterback in Yugoslavia that's really good. But regardless, to the main that's point, fair. I think the question – the, uh, the question that Tone asked was, where does Malik go? I could see a team trading into the back half of the, of the first round here. Like, this is a surprise team trading in and grabbing Malik Willis. It might happen. Who knows? That's what I'm – that's what I, that's my best bet. But that or the Titans. But 
it should be really interesting to see where he falls. I hope he, I hope he falls in the best football situation for him. A great team picks him up because that's that's the best thing for him. Speaking of Titans, you know y'all traded AJ Brown. AJ Brown already got the new contract. Philly already already negotiated new contract, big time contract for him. So he gets his money. He gets out of Tennessee and he's on Philly. First round is coming almost to an end. So far, what we've seen, because the teams on the back end probably ain't going to do nothing too special where it makes them that much better. Who do you think so far this first round, obviously it's seven rounds, and we'll talk about this on another episode once the draft is completely done, which will be probably next week. We'll talk about it. But off of this first round so far, which team do you think has made the most improvement to their team? Mind you, it's only the first round, but off of this first round, who do you think had the best draft so far off the first round? Maybe the Giants. I don't know. Maybe. No, it's okay. Just 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 say it. I mean, I could say the Jets because we got the number no, one. Just, no, just, just say it. Positions, but I mean, you guys got two needs and you didn't have to trade up for any of them. Two We're needs talking. and their blue chip talents, though. It'd be one thing if I'm feeling if I'm feeling the if I'm feeling the the if it's like it's like it's like facing a, a flat tire. You know, you, you know how you can just patch that junk up by yourself real quick. Now I took that junk to Michelin, bro. I took that junk to the to, to the I, the Pep Boys, bro. I took that junk to the best spot ever and got got the premier tool. I went to the dealership and got my got my stuff. That's what I did. I got two blue chip talents of her, at two positions of need for the Giants. The Giants they had a home run draft. They had a home run draft. I'm not, and I look. You, I, I, I get it. Okay, I'm a homer. Okay, so people won't take this very seriously when they hear it. But people, look, the Giants had the best draft. Okay, you filled your two needs, two things that we haven't had in years: good O line play, good D line play. You go get the best, the best of the best in this draft class. You don't reach. You don't have to trade up. You don't do anything. There's no crazy machinations. No nothing. No schemes. You get your guys. So. Yeah, the Giants had. I think they had the best drive. I think so. The yeah, Jets also. Go. I think it could be a close second, though. I'm not. I'm not going to rule them out. I think if you, I was about the Jets, to say, you, you can make the same them. arguments for the the, the Jets too, because they, they make the case for their needs as well. You could make the case for the Jets. You, you absolutely could. I'm. I think. I think either one of those teams would be a good. Uh, would be a good re- response to that question. And we both had. Of course, we both had two picks in the first round each in the top yeah. ten. But still, I, th- I think we made the most of them. Yeah. Both teams in New York won tonight. I think the Eagles got to be in consideration too. Obviously, obviously the the Giants, what they did with with their draft pick was huge. But like in terms of moves for the night, like the, the Eagles can't be overlooked. I mean, what they did signing AJ Brown, like Miles said, twenty four years old, proven to be productive in this league already, Pro Bowl talent, and then adding a line to protect, uh, adding an offensive lineman to protect Jalen Hurts too. Like again, they they essentially told him like this is this is your year to to put up or shut up as well. Who was this old lineman they draft? You keep mentioning. Who is this guy? Um, I forget the name. What was he from? It wasn't the guy from Texas A&M. Uh, oh, well, no, was it, it was it was the guy from Georgia. It was Jordan Davis. Well, he's a he's That's a right, tackle. Uh, he's a defensive he's tackle, tackle, tackle. Yeah. Oh, they didn't they didn't get old line. No, no, I was curious. I'm like I keep, keep I was like, you kept saying that. I was I was so curious. Like, wait, who is the old yeah, lineman they got? I thought I thought they'd. It's still a good pick though. It is a good pick. It is a, it is a good, good pick, pick, but but we we was I was talking earlier. The reason I was so high on them earlier is because I thought they also got protection for for Jalen Hurts, but it, it doesn't look like they did if they drafted Jordan Davis. I mean, they don't really, I mean, was that an issue for them? 
I mean, guys are getting older on that team. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a good that's a good point. That's a good point. They, they could they probably could have still used an offensive tackle, but they didn't do it. I mean, yeah, Kelsey wow. only got so many years left, and I mean that that's great. He's 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 productive. He he he's not the Lane issue. Johnson. But you can you can always use depth on your off, offensive line. Facts. Facts. That's fair. And, that's fair. and another and another person on the offensive line drafted the Cowboys went old tackle for the Cowboys with Tyler Smith from Tulsa. So this is first round is in the trenches, really. And then you got, you know, the wide receivers that came out that's going to make those plays for you. But if you ain't got nobody on that front line to be able to give time to that QB to get it to them wide receivers, it ain't going to matter who you got that wide receiver. Keeping it in that tri-state area, though, we got to touch on it. Everybody, of course, wanted to know. We were going to start off with this, but the NFL took over. Just like the NFL offseason has taken over. It's been a crazy NFL offseason. Crazy NFL draft is only the first round. NFL season coming up is going to be bananas. It's going to be a lot of good content coming out. Once the season starts, we're going to have so much to talk about. And it training camp ain't even started yet. So it's really going <laughs> the NFL is going to go crazy. Yeah, they got games on Christmas this year. Three games supposed to be on Christmas. NFL coming different this year. Tri-State, Mets lose. Biggest upset of all time to not be able to even get out the first round or even win one game. Greg, Mr. Hot takes the bait your mother sends mayor. People was hitting the chat asking how was Greg feeling. Greg, how are you feeling with KD, Kyrie, both on one, two, three, Cancun? So I thought once the Nets lost, I had some time to reflect on how this whole season went. Um, I, I think when I came on here and I, I chose the Nets to win in six or whatever, was it, I said six or five, I said six or five. Mm-hmm. I, I was banking on the greatness of KD and Kyrie. That's what I was doing. I think if anyone, anyone would have done that if they were in my shoes and rooting for the Nets and had two players that good on their team, I think anyone would have done it. Okay. I think that's, I think it's the truth. The truth. Okay. But Looking back, the Nets did not deserve to win a playoff series. They just didn't, okay? They disrespected the regular season. Kyrie chose willingly not to play basketball, okay? We can talk about the vaccine stuff all you want. We, we don't have to get into this mic, this micro conversation about the vaccine, whatever. He made the choice he made, and he had the right to make that choice. But at the end of the day, it was a, cho- it was a choice to the detriment of the, of the Brooklyn Nets, okay? He didn't put the organization first. So he was gone. He had James Harden, uh, who wore a fat suit. Uh, upon arrival and never seemed to lose the weight and didn't want to be here. Okay. So then we have to flip him. We get Seth Curry, we get Drummond, we get Ben Simmons. Okay, cool. Seth Curry comes out playing great. He hurts his ankle. Never quite the same, just bad luck. Joe Harris hurts his ankle, never comes back. Heartbeat of our team. Um, I'm not making excuses, just going down the list. Right. But like Ben Simmons getting to him, you know, we think he's going to play. We hear all the reports he's going to play that he wants to play. He's crying. KD calls him. He gets traded. He's crying. He's so excited. He left this abusive relationship. He's coming to the Nets. He's so excited to meet his new wife. Comes to the comes to down to Brooklyn. Doesn't play basketball for, the, for us at all. Doesn't play basketball for whatever the reason is. Two things. I don't like the discourse around Ben Simmons. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Because I'm convinced that something's actually wrong with him. Like something's really wrong with him up here. Like up here. It's, something's really wrong. And for all the jokes and for all the talk about Ben Simmons, I don't want to hear nothing about people saying they take mental health seriously if you're over here crapping on Ben Simmons right now. Because honestly, it's real. 
there's, there's a mental, there's a mental block there. So if we're going to take dumps on him and call him the most, Stephen A called him the most selfish athlete in the history of the world on first take. He is so good at his job. So good. Called him the, the most, the, the, the most selfish athlete in the history of the world. Yo, you can't, then don't tell me you take mental health seriously though. Don't do that. Cause you can't have it both ways. Like you got to get that joke off. It was great for the ratings, all that stuff. Don't, don't come on here talking about your mental health advocate. Don't, don't come on here talking about you're dealing with something. I don't want to hear it because that's not fair. That that's not, that's, it's just not fair. Okay. He might really be dealing with something. It is what it is. Hopefully he comes back next year and we can reload, but long story short about the Nets and how I feel. Um, I, I was, I was, I, after game two, I came to terms. Okay. After game two, I came to terms. I saw game two unfold. We were up by 15 in the TD garden and lost that game. And it never felt like we were going to run away with it. And from that moment on, I was like, oh, the Celtics are just better than us. They're just better than us. And not, not even so much in terms of the way their roster is built. I don't think it's really that. The Nets have talent. It's really so much. It's really in the cohesiveness of the team. They've just been playing basketball together for so long. Jason Tatum knows where Daniel Tice likes the ball. He knows where, where Al Horford likes the ball. He just, they get it. They, they understand. Marcus Smart understands how these guys tick. They play like a team and the Nets play like a bunch of individual contractors. And that's why we are, we're going to Cancun right now. Bottom line. And I blame that on Kyrie, but I also blame it on KD as well, part only because that's his man's. And where's the where's that leadership quality, right? Where's the like, you know, I in that series that was the first time I saw KD yell at Kyrie as a Brooklyn Net ever. We played basketball in this year. I think everyone here has played ball before, and and high and high level sports in general, right? For Chris, because he's not he's not much of a basketball player. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that when you're out there in the field of battle with your guys, no matter how cool you are, you're, you have moments of conflict with that person. It happens. Okay. You yell at that person, you get on them and you're fine afterwards, but, you, but it has to happen. That moment of conflict has to happen for you guys to have growth. Right. It never happened between Katie and Kyrie. Okay. And then I'll, I'll leave this too with the basketball stuff with KD. Katie doesn't want to ring on his, where he was the guy. He hasn't done it yet. He has a lot to prove. It may not seem like he's got two finals MVPs and a two, two championships. He went to the Warriors, a 73-win team. Doesn't really hold, hold much weight. Championships hold different weight. That ring does not hold the same amount of, of weight as Kyrie's wing, ring even does. Okay, and Kyrie was with Braun, but he had a 41-point game in game six of that finals in 2016 to help him get that championship. He hit the game, the biggest shot, right? He hit the big shot to put him away. In that series, so Kyrie's got he's got different credentials almost. Seriously, championship credentials is different than KD. KD got a lot to prove, and he's got to go out there this summer and work on his ability to get guys involved, work on his leadership ability, the intangible stuff off the court. You can't be a silent leader with a team like this. You can't. Kyrie can't be doing whatever the hell he wants. I'm worried about that. And Kyrie has a lot of nerve after the season talking about some, you know, oh yeah, you know, when I talk about coming back, I'm talking about managing the team with Sean and Joe. Managing okay, so wait, Kyrie. If you if you want to manage the team, wouldn't you put it first? Why wouldn't you get the vaccine and be be here for do what's best for the organization, right? You want to manage, you want to manage the Nets, right? Since since apparently when we signed you, we got another general manager. Let's. I'm in. I'm in a. This is a crazy world. I'm in a world where LeBron can't tell the Lakers what to do. Okay, he tells he tells the Lakers to go get Tyron Lue. They ignore him. He tells the Lakers to go to go bring on Jason Kidd. They let him walk. Okay, cool. Whatever, fine. LeBron doesn't get that benefit of the doubt, but Kyrie gets the benefit of the doubt. Kyrie is going to run my franchise. For real? That's where we're at right now? I, I have serious concerns. At the same time, 
I acknowledge we have to bring Kyrie back. We have no choice. It's just the way it works. Okay, we have to bring him back. You, you can't lose a talent that great. There's no one better out there to go replace him with right now. But don't give him no no trade clause. And in the next collecting bargain, collective bargaining agreement, I'm never I never root for the owners. But in the NBA, I'll be rooting for the owners because the players are dead wrong. Okay, you can't be collecting these checks and not playing basketball. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of the sport. I can't have Kyrie sitting out on his on his moral stances and all that stuff, and that's still on the hook. I know the Nets didn't pay him for some of those games he didn't play, but Ben Simmons is a good example. I mean, look, come on. It's not medical. We haven't gotten a medical. There's no medical prognosis yet. There's nothing. I understand. I, I think it's mental health. And I, I, I respect Ben Simmons. I'm not going to come at him crazy. I'm not. As a Nets fan, I'm not coming at him crazy. But at the same time, why shell out the bread? I should keep my cap space. He ain't, he ain't, he not coming to work. Okay? Like, I, I, so what are we doing? I don't know, bro. But long story short, Nets have a championship window long term with these guys. It ain't, it ain't all it ain't all doom and gloom. And Miles over there is smiling all that stuff. And I got something for him. So you can come on. You can come in here and give his his, his water. Smiling, I'm smiling because the Jets just traded up into back into the first round. Did you really? Yeah. They just gave away their pick. They yeah, take Malik Willis and, and replace uh replace their quarterback Zach. Hell Zach. no. Hell no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Malik. You'll go somewhere, but not today. He's gonna be a second round pick. Miles and Chris, right? So Greg mentioned you got it. You got to bring back Kyrie. What type of contract are you giving Kyrie with him coming back? Or right, matter of fact, I don't even want. I don't even want to do that to y'all. Do y'all bring Kyrie back? Ah, uh, I feel like you have to, just off the strength of. I mean, you put all your eggs in this basket. You can't just, you know, abort ship now. He's already said he's tied to KD going forward. So, I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on the Nets to get something done. And who else is better out there to bring in as a second option? Like, I'm not bringing in Bradley Beal because he's not proven on this stage yet. Like, Kyrie's kind of proven in the playoffs. If he can stay healthy and you know get out, get out of his own way but i think that this team will be better next year it was a rough year i mean it's been a rough three years they injuries happen every year for this team so you hope that you get a better return on your investment with this next contract because i mean Kyrie missing over 100 games in the three years he's been here is not is not good, and then on top of that, he 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 chooses not to play because he he doesn't want to get the vaccine. So it's it's a headache when you have Kyrie on this team, but you're paying for the basketball player, and you're not pay, paying for the the man off the court. And the whole goal is to win. The whole goal is to win a championship. So I think if these guys stay healthy, maybe Ben Simmons comes back in you know after the all-star break next year we'll see big things could happen <laughs> i i fully expect ben simmons to be back by the start of next season in all seriousness man this any this team will be a very good team moving forward and i think that ben simmons kind of gives him that ability to be good for a longer time and ultimately i know we have some prisoners at the moment but then i think the nets won that deal and i'm not just saying as a Nets fan i really believe it because james hard is not that good he's just not that good also, any word on the injury with him? Any word on that? No. Oh no, he. It wasn't as I thought it was an injury because he was limping, but it was because mm. he took a, a three guy landed under him. Mm. He's out. Okay. 
I mean, that's defense too. Like when, when they made that, when they made that trade, they didn't. They banked on on Ben Simmons coming to play. Yeah. They weren't just giving James Harden up empty-handedly. Like they banked on Ben Simmons eventually being ready to play by playoff time, and it just didn't work out in their favor. And, and like you said, Greg, like Boston's been playing together for so long. Like cohesiveness matters, right? Chemistry matters, and and when you're bringing in Seth Curry and, and new players, you know Drummond and they're not getting on the floor with each other because Seth gets injured or whatever the case may be. Like it's throwing off the chemistry, right? Kyrie's only there a few games here and there because he can't play certain games. Like it, it ruins the whole flow of things. I totally agree. Totally. Looking ahead to some of these next round matchups real quick. Miami Philly. How do we see that one going? Who's your picks on that one? Miami. Oh, Miami. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. It should Miami. be 4-1. It should be 4-1. Gentlemen sweep. Yeah. Gentlemen sweep, you're going gentlemen sweep. Yeah. I don't think they'll get outright swept. But so y'all think Harden, y'all think Harden's Basuda too. You guys think he's oh I just think that the Heat are miles ahead of where Philly is. Well, if Harden, if Harden hold on, Miles. If you pay Harden $67 million a year that you're about to, he gotta get you a game. Because Embiid gonna get you a game. And you but Embiid's gonna get you a game though. So 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 it should be it should be six. And be huh? injured. And be injured. What's wrong with him now? His hand? The hand injury. I don't want to hear it. Look, look. He gonna get you a game. He'll get you a game. He'll dominate Bam one game. Four one. So like, Harden not getting no games though. Four one. Harden not getting no, no games. The one game they get, Harden and B both gonna be on. That's it. I don't think yo. I don't know, bro. I think Harden's washed. I'm not gonna cap. I didn't say he was. He was the same heart we know, but. It's going to be one game. That's it. They get one game. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I agree. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's rolling right now. The Heat are rolling. Kyle Lowry, like, get him out of here. The matchup we really want, we really want to see was Boston and Milwaukee. But is it the same? Is it the same box office matchup now that Chris Middleton is out the whole series? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you still got Giannis. You still got Tatum, and I think Giannis can push this to game six or seven, but it'll be interesting to see what the Celtics team has defensively set up for Giannis. Cause we saw what they did with KD and now you're taking middle Middleton out of the equation. So now I'm sure they're going to double team Giannis a lot more this series and force drew to kind of make some more plays. It'll be hard to do that because Giannis is actually a good passer out of double teams. He's so tall. Because he's just, he's just a more willing passer, right? I'm not saying Katie's selfish, but he, you know he's just a better, he's just more skilled at, at the art of passing the ball. And you got Grace Allen's been hitting threes out of his mind for them. Grace Allen's today about to get a payday. That boy is shooting his way to a payday uh, real soon. They got the other guy, Connaughton. They got uh, Drew. Drew struggles, but I think an open three will knock down. He's a cop, but he's a very good player. He just struggles in the playoffs. And I, nothing really surprised me with him. He either is the best player on the earth or he's the worst player on the earth. You never really know what you're going to get. But I think that series is going to be close. That series is going to go seven games, even without Middleton, bro. I think – I think, um, and if – hey, look, if Giannis beats this Bucks team – I mean, this Bucks team. If Giannis beats this Celtics team, if Giannis can beat that Celtics team in this series here, I got to call him the best player in the world, bro. Like, <laughs> this is – that would be really impressive. Like, for real. Like, I would be genuinely extremely impressed. And obviously, Giannis is a great player already, right? He's already got the credentials. He's, he's that guy. But – Miles and I were talking in the chat. He said, "Is he better than KD to you? If he be, if he wins this series, I, I yo, I got, I'm, I'm gonna give it to him, bro. 
I'm like, that's just the way I look at it. Like, if Giannis wins this series, I'm giving it to him. And y'all might already think he's better than KD. That's cool. But I'm just saying me. It's me. Even if he gets out the series, I'm a, I'm not still putting him over KD. Okay. That's just me. KD still got a longer, way longer resume. KD. We're talking, talking about right now, though. My, right now. Right now? Yeah. Right, right now. now? Right now. If we talking right now, I'm taking Giannis and Tatum. Over KD. Right, right now. now. Right in now. the NBA. Okay. All right. All right. But well, I'm saying, I, think, I'm saying, I think Boston's going to do kind of what they did with KD and Kyrie. They're going – and what everybody's done against Giannis. They're going to build a wall. They can't afford to double-team them. You got Bobby Porter's knocking down threes, too. Bobby Porter's coming off the bench, getting busy. Brooke Lopez is back. He's healthy. He's helping them out. It's going to be a really good matchup, really good series. I – this is a toss-em up to me, though. It's this can, go, this can go either way because Giannis really is still such an unmovable force. He could really drag them on. If this gets to a chance where they could win in a game six in Milwaukee, I'm going to choose. I, yo, great minds take a like because I was about to pick the Bucks in six and for no other reason than this. Boston's fans suck and deserve nothing nice. I hope you guys lose in four. I'm picking, I'm, I'm going to root the hardest I've ever rooted in my life for those Bucks. Let's go Bucks. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a cheesehead now. I'm a, let's go Bucks. I, get get Boston up out of here. Get Boston up out of here now. That's what I'm seeing. Bucks in six. Hopefully Bucks in four. On the west side, before we end off the show, are we pretty much predicting you got D book came back tonight? He didn't look himself yet, but he's coming off an injury. Are we looking basically? This is. It doesn't matter who Phoenix or Golden State sees. It's Phoenix and Golden State next round. It depends on how healthy D-Book is. Because, I mean, I don't know how hard he was pushing himself in this game. It, it looked like he was taking it real, real easy this game. So, who who, who are they going to play next? They're going to play Mavericks? Mavericks? Mavericks or Utah. Utah is actually winning right now, and it might go to seven. Uh, is, yeah. it, is it a blowout? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. It might, oh, okay. well, if they see the Mavericks, I, I, I don't know that Phoenix is just going to walk. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, just put it that way. Like, okay. I don't know if Phoenix is going to walk over, over the Mavericks. I'm just giving it a buck with you. Yeah. Luca, Luca might really give them boys some, some problems. I'm just keeping it a buck. But I would expect Phoenix to win that series. But I think Phoenix, I think, I think the Mavs could force a seven-game series out of that one. They could make, they could really work them. And, and in game seven, the best player on the floor in that series is who? Luca or, or D Book? I think it's Luca. Okay, I think it's Luca. That's me. I think it's Luca. That's me. D Book is incredible. I I think it, I I D Book, and if we put D Book and Luca, right? D Book plays a tad bit more defense than Luca. Fair. I, I, want, I want my two way players. Fair. I'm 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 giving Luca the edge because of what Luca does offensively and how he gets at this entire team energy because he gets everybody involved and he's such a good passer. That's just where I'm at. But the defense is a fair argument. So fine. But I'm saying he can make him. He can force him seven. He's that good. Like I think Luca. We all agree. He's that Luca's a superstar. But I think Golden State by the wall. I don't care who they see. Memphis or Timberwolves. Yeah, Golden State gonna walk. Golden State gonna walk. That's a gentleman sweep. They're gonna crip walk to the to the conference finals. The Steph Curry will be Crip Walk. Well, Steph Curry will be Christian Walking. He can't Crip Walk. <laughs> no, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. <laughs> Bitch, mob, we out. Peace. We're not doing that. <laughs>
we not we not doing that. Chris, 